Are all of us a little depressed? No, seriously. Are we? Is our collective nest depressed? Let's talk about it. Do we have too much information? Are we on overload? What do we do about it? Dance? Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her, doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Never the Empty Nest. I'm Vanessa. I'm Nicole. And we are missing our mama bear today because she has a protruded or a few discs. So we are um, in her back. Mm-hmm. Mm? Spinal discs, yeah. Spinal discs. So we, we you know, and she's currently a little bit injured, but we are going to um, help her recover and everything's going to be good. So yeah. we're in that process, but uh, it's just us for today. And it's been a busy, crazy, weird, twilight zone-y, shocking, (laughs) how many words? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Kind of weak. Um, Do you want to go first, Nick? It has been a, it's kind of a weird time. Mm -hmm. Some weird times of like a lot of sadness and just sad things happening. um, And then like conflict. I don't know. Like we had talked about how holiday was full of drama. Yeah. I mean, I will say that this is very much what our episode today is going to be about, which is about how everybody seems to have this kind of like low-grade depression. Some people who are obviously diagnosed, but then everybody else is kind of walking around. Down with, in the dumps. With, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go into that, but uh, you were saying, Nick? Yeah. About no, I mean, I mean, one thing recently that we literally just talked about, well, yesterday was Lily's seventh birthday. and it's kind of sad because of covid still and omicron we we before omicron and like she had just gotten fully vaxxed i was hoping at least her best friend could come over because they're both fully vaxxed and then it all went downhill because of omicron and how contagious it is and so you know we couldn't do anything and i felt really bad so i bought her like 500 balloons because she loves (laughs) but no it was good it was just at home i mean they do this beautiful thing at school we've talked about it the going around the yes it's the celebration yeah it's the celebration of life they call it and so they sing a special song and they she goes around the table with the globe in her hand seven times and each time is like okay the first year we have to read a they sent a letter to the parents saying can you please write a little life story of sorts and uh, with a few life events for each year and everything so they like the the teacher reads it and then they sing so it's very cute i love it so they did that um something not so great at school that happened literally the day before or two nights before so a couple nights ago um just in bed getting ready to go to sleep lily all of a sudden was like I said something about her hair or she, I don't, I don't remember who started it, but she said something along the lines of like, I don't love my hair. And I said, what? Yeah. It's so weird because she's always, she has never said that about her hair. She has always loved her big, beautiful, curly hair. 
And I should say that she always, she's always like, big hair, don't care. Yeah. She says, big hair, don't like care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. we bought her that book a long time ago and she says that all the time. And um, so I, I automatically, like my heart, like just dropped yeah. and I was like, oh yeah. boy, what happened? And I said, what do you mean? You have beautiful hair, la-di-da. Yeah, but all the other girls have straight hair. And I said, well, first of all, that's not true. There's a, uh, there's another Canadian class that has curly hair, but a couple, but well, in the playground, um, you know, this, this child, I'm not going to mention the name. So-and-so. So-and-so um, said uh, they were playing a game and I couldn't be in the game because only girls with straight hair could play the game. <sighs> and I literally, like the mama bear in me, I was like fuming. Where is that little yeah, shit? Yeah, like who, yeah. Ah, who is this child? Yeah. Then she, I, you know, obviously I went into the whole, Lily, you're unique and beautiful. We all are. Nobody looks the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Your hair is beautiful. You've never had a problem with your hair. Don't let one person make you feel bad about that. That's their own. That's their issue. You know? Yeah. And she was like, please, please. Cause she knows me. Please don't say anything. Cause I am like, I will step into that school. I'm not allowed to, but I will, you know, kind of yeah. really make a thing about it. <laughs> I will step into that school. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> not allowed. Um, to. So I had to send a long email because. Um, and I hate doing these things, but I had already, Yeah, but it's about a much bigger issue. I mean, I, it is. I told Diggs and he was like, Oh my God, that's racist. And I was like, Oh, duh. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, in the, in the email, I said, I it, like in yeah. large, you know, letters, like I, this is discrimination. It's mm-hmm. first grade. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age. It's just sad that it happens that early. But it's just like I said, I couldn't believe it. First of all, from this in this school, yeah. this hippy dippy tiny little lovely school that I love. But you know, you can't control every human being, right? So it's like wherever you go, wherever you live, unfortunately, there's gonna be a jerk here or there, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, so I sent this long email about that and how about that there needs to be that's a big problem with some deep meaning there and it's going to cause a complex in my child's brain and plant a seed that she is less than because of what she looks like. Mm -hmm. Lily's hair is the most amazing. Yeah. Curly, like really like big, curly, beautiful hair. Yeah, she does that, like many would wish to have. Well, I told her, yeah, like yeah. you know, how many people like pay to have hair that looks like yours. But anyways, and then there was a whole. It was a long email because at the same time, there's these like third grade boys. It's Montessori, so it's first, second, third grade, all in one classroom. Oh right, because she's in first grade. Right, now. she's in first grade, so she has second and third graders, and mm. there's never hardly ever an issue. But apparently, there are like a two or three third grade boys that are not so nice to the first graders, which is so anti-Montessori. Yeah. Because it's all about the big kids influencing and helping. Ushering them in. Right. And it's not the whole class. It's just like, it's one little guy because I finally got the name because she didn't. Again, Lily is so, she doesn't want to tell me. And so forever, she wouldn't tell me who it was. She'd be like, I don't remember his name. After all, I was like, I think you know his name and I think you know what he looks like and you just don't want to tell me. Mm -hmm. But if this, kid is really causing problems and making you and your friends in first grade feel bad i need to know that yeah um finally from another mom a friend of mine mm-hmm. who lily's fr- um her son is friends with lily and is in the same class uh the other day we went scootering together and um <laughs> scooter date and she told me the same thing and i said who is this kid because there's like one main one and she told me the name so i said 
ding, ding, ding. So I put it into the email. I was like, while we're at it. PI mommy. My mom has cried. I mean, my daughter has cried several times at home Yeah, because of this stuff. And she wasn't crying about the hair thing. And the next morning she woke up very happy and she went to school. It was her birthday. It was all good. But I said, no, no, I need to send this email now and squash it now. And then and so I said in the email i said there needs to be a conversation mm -hmm. i said i don't know how you guys handle this i'm not blaming you it's not your fault as a school but it is your responsibility mm -hmm. to have this conversation in the classrooms to constantly remind these children of morality and loving each other and inclusion and all this stuff and you need to go talk to those third grade boys and their parents and can we should we send a mass email to parents as like hey reminder can you please talk to your kids about not saying stuff like this and like just everyone loving each other and respecting each other? La, la, la. <sighs> I sent a long, angry email. And then the teachers after school like talked to me. And then, and then like it's a he said, she said, right? Right. No one heard it. So she said, you know, I totally understand. And I would do the same thing. You're being mama bear and this and that. So she's like, I, you know, I, I asked Lily kind of, you know, carefully. So she didn't think she mm -hmm. was doing anything wrong. I just kind of went to, to her and said, you know, what happened and her hair. And she's like, I think you have beautiful hair. And I don't know. And Lily went all, she started to backtrack and was like, no, 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 it wasn't that Elliot. It wasn't Elliot. It was some other kid oh in God. an art school, in art class or whatever. And I was like, there's Okay, we will bleep it out. <laughs> we'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. Sorry. Anyways, there's no other. Uh, Matt, thank God our producer can. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, the child. Um. Anyways, I, I don't want this to be moving on. Moving on because yeah. I don't want it to become what this is about. about so th about that's the hair. that is what I had to deal with. Yes. In the past few days, so it was. It just it's a lot more complicated yeah. because you know. When I'm doing all these like seminars for like how to talk about race with kids, a lot of people are like, eh, children are not racist and every child is born without whatever. And the studies essentially show that children are pretty tribal and they will group people with what they're familiar with. Then the construct of race is something else. You know what I mean? That comes as a result of that. So actually the onus is on the parents. So I think it's correct that this has to go to the parents. You know what I mean? Because it's essentially like, okay, well, here's why we don't say that. Yeah. And also it's all about like, just the more difference and the more people that are different, that can be your friends, the better. You know what I mean? Like that are not like exactly like you and you're not all like a cookie cutter, exactly the same type of people. Your, your kids will be less racist you just have to talk to your kids yeah. all the time that's it you just yeah. have to talk to it's not yeah. like this little kid is you know and they were they're friends like in the play they she talks yeah. about the kid like and there's never been an issue that child has curly hair so i thought that was weird it's really weird and then the, you know she denied it so it, yeah it, whatever whatever um moving on that's what i was dealing with and that's that well, how about you on my end i have had a really um, it's crazy because I would define it as an overall very sad week. Yeah. Two things happened, one very good thing and one incredibly tragic thing. Yeah. And the incredibly tragic really colored everything, obviously, because it takes over. So, um, I essentially lost a friend my age, almost two years older than me, who was, um, a producer in the Amparo experience, uh, which was a play that both of us worked on uh, and that this week um 
the online experience on Instagram of uh, the Amparo experience came out this week. And this same week, we hear that this friend of mine, George Cabrera, passed away. And it was it was so shocking that when I got the call from another friend of ours, a mutual friend, um, he called and he called uh, me and my, and my company partner, Vicky Goyalo, and we were on the phone and he says, hey, I just have this, I just have to call you because I have this horrible news and... George Cabrera has passed away. And I, because that doesn't make sense, I was like, who? What are you talking? Who? Who's that? I imagined that it was going to be like, you know, I was like, it can't be who, it can't be that, that, because that person's 44 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that has been just like, uh, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And I don't really know how else to say that. And so it's been like, It feels just sad, you know, and, and very, very, it just, there's, I don't really have words. No, there are no words. Everyone is in shock over that. All of Miami is in shock because yeah. he was a huge supporter of the arts and he a massive supporter produced of the arts. a million and things and worked with so many different musicians and theaters. and But bigger still, an incredibly good person, a kind person. And for me, we he would always call me and Vicky Las Muchachitas. Mi Muchachitas. Yeah. Because from the beginning, we were like siblings. Like he was like a brother type, you know, like that, like dorky big brother dorky sisters you I know what i mean like so heartbroken uh, not only for him because he didn't get to live the rest of his life that he had so much ahead of him and so much to do and so he was full of life um and so kind and everything and but i feel so heartbroken for his kids he has two sons his wife and so it's just like jesus yeah i mean tying this back into this moment of what we're talking yeah. about you know yeah. we We, I mean, I have felt like this. I have felt like super depressed, obviously, this this week after hearing this news. But it kind of has, you know, like I feel like, like it feels like everybody else is also feeling a, a little bit like this, like in this walking zombie mode for whatever reason that may be. And so I started to look it up about how people seem to be depressed. I mean, I, I am directly correlating my feelings specifically to a great shock that that I've had, but I think that a lot of people are facing also the trauma of the pandemic and what that caused and what it means. So I looked up about depression in this current moment in time and like whether we all kind of have this low grade depression and are walking around like this. And apparently I found this piece, which I, I read a lot of different pieces, but this one seemed to consolidate the information really well in the first couple of paragraphs. And it's, so it's what I wanted to share. And it's from CNBC. And this is essentially the beginning of it. So first of all, depression rates have tripled during the pandemic. Depression rates have tripled over the course of the first year of the pandemic, according to research from Boston University, published in medical journal, The Lancet Regional Health. Listen to this. Pre-pandemic, about 8% of U.S. adults experienced depression. But in a survey of 1,161 people taken between March and April of 2020, that statistic jumped to 28%. From 8% to 28%. That's like a giant jump. Yeah. And when researchers surveyed the same people a year later, they saw that jump go to 32%. 
So now we're looking at 32% of the population of that population, obviously surveyed. Here's the part that's like common. And here's where it becomes a little bit weird. And where I, where, why I think we're all in this very specific moment. People often experience elevated levels of depression after a traumatic event. So that part's normal, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Sandro Galea, Dean of Boston University School of Public Health, and one of the study's authors tells the CNBC, it can be caused by natural disasters, terrorist attacks, or in this case, a pandemic. I do remember this also after 9-11, this feeling. So usually, here's the weird part. Usually, Galea says, depression rates rise during the event and then level out over time. But that's not happening with COVID. It is unusual to see sustained levels of depression 12 months into a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. Galea says, the COVID pandemic is unique, this is a quote, is unique in its ongoing nature, which likely contributes to people's continued and heightened levels of depression because it's not going away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a, an insane, what, what's going on right now in the world is crazy because it hasn't stopped. The trauma is still happening. So I think that that to look at numbers to this like overall feeling of malaise and like that people are feeling um, is pretty, I mean, I was pretty shocked by essentially going from 8% to 32% of a set population of people, which is like, wow, that's a large jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's all kinds of questions, obviously rooted in, in traumatic events um personally and globally right but also you know i'm i start to think like sometimes i'm like we have too much information like were we ever meant to handle this much information like were we ever meant to be able to handle every tragedy that occurs across the globe like right now when i wake up in the morning i'm thinking about people right now in belarus in ukraine in cuba in syria and then climate change. And then, you know, so like, it's not just one little piece of information for your portion of the world or your portion that connects to another. And I'm not saying this is good or bad. I'm just saying that we receive all this information. Yeah, it's too much and social media. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I had the question and I was asking, I was talking with Nikki with my sister right here. Um, we were talking, well, what role does social media play in depression? Like, not only do we have a trauma, but add social media to that and that being your only friend during the pandemic because yeah. you can't get out you're, you're left with you me myself and i at home left with your own thoughts yeah. and all this yeah. constant just every five seconds slapping in your face like all this constant information negative information because we all know that the news and media it's all yeah. negative it's like alarmist very alarmist it's just it's important to know what's going on but back in the day you know, it was just like a newspaper or the news twice a day. And it traveled slower. So you got a chance right. to like filter it. But I'm, and I'm not saying this is like, I like information. I acknowledge is power. You know what I mean? But, but it's too much. And I also think, and I don't know if you, if you have anything that you, you look, you know, have read that you want to share. But one of the things that I was reading about was also like comparison is never a good thing in terms of like people's happiness. Of course. And Instagram and all that. Yeah. I was reading about that too. Like there's a constant comparison factor. And so you're always doing that and you're never like, it, it actually affects levels of happiness. No, it's, uh, it causes mental yeah. Uh, yeah. health issues a hundred percent. I yeah. mean, it, that's what it, these days I've been reading, like I was reading a little bit before we got together to talk like about, you know, the links between depression and social media. I mean, there's a lot out there Yeah, because 
to me, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's linked. I mean, it makes sense, you know, but um, the first thing that popped up was from like verywellmind.com. And it was like, this study found that like, the less people use social media, the less depressed and lonely they felt, you know, and so it indicates the relationship between lower social media use and emotional well being, right? Yeah. And what did it say? It said, uh, oh, the study marked the first time scientific research established a causal link between the two variables, right? Mm-hmm. The landmark yeah. study called No More FOMO, which I loved. I loved the, the title. Uh, limiting social media decreases loneliness and depression. And it, uh, it was published in the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology in 2018. Uh, basically, less social media, less FOMO, right? But they took like 143 UPenn students and put them into two groups. And then they like gave one totally unlimited access through their phone with all social media Mm. and then the other group was limited to like 30 minutes a day okay for three weeks and that's everything facebook instagram snapchat just 30 minutes and um they definitely saw the decrease of depression and specifically anxiety Mm. and i thought that was really um interesting it is even the people who used it all the time they said what did i read um uh both groups reported a drop in anxiety and fear of missing out apparently because joining the study made them the uh, the group unrestricted act with the unrestricted access to social media more like aware of how much time that they were like spending oh interesting yeah it kind of was, so like, it was like a self-edit yeah yeah huh. <laughs> they're like oh no because um, some people don't even realize no how much because you it's addicting they talk a lot about addiction and especially with um because the same article talks about why young people are at risk and this whole bad news and this thing called doom scrolling. Have you heard of that? Tell me. Doom scrolling is binging bad news on social media. Yeah. Obviously it affects your mental health and leads to anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like a horrific cycle, right? Because then it's like, then your brain subconsciously like just like looks for it. Yeah. It's, It's really sad. That we're doing this to ourselves because of, and well, it, it talks about a lot of things and how it's really bad for young people because those are the people who are using social media the most. And those are really important years. I think it was like 13 to 17. Those are the ages that like nine, I think it was nine. That was another article I found like 92% of that age range uses social media like all the mm-hmm. time. And it's like, you're comparing yourself to these other people who quote unquote have these perfect lives right or oh yeah. that person went on vacation why didn't they invite me or oh that person went on vacation but i can't afford it because my parents don't make that much money or no it's you know, a whole thing it's this whole mm-hmm. thing and then this other article started talking also about how it uh, how bullying it's bad enough at school mm-hmm. but now with social media like so many more suicides and just mental yeah. health and there's a crisis there's a mental health crisis and it you know at such a young age it's alarming yeah then you're like, okay, so so what do you do when you when you read all this? You're like, okay, let me go online and see what can help me. And let's see what let's see what the 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 internets and the interwebs they say about um, help me. What can you do? <laughs> right. I mean, and apart from the, it being like first this like medication like truckload, you know what I mean? Like it's like all the antidepressants yes. and all the pharma and all the everything like shows up. You know, take all these pills. Yeah, and then there's articles like this. Go for a walk, soak in a warm bath, get some sunshine, put on, this is literally a list of things to do when you're depressed. Put on your favorite outfit, dance around, watch a funny movie, do something creative, phone a friend, 
spend some time gardening, drink a cup of coffee. No, sorry, perdón, excuse me. Drink a cup of tea. Keep a journal, do something nice for someone else, exercise, take a break, and drink more water, right? So like you read that and you're like, shut up. You know what I mean? But, and you're also kind of like, um, like I can tell you my response to each and every one of those. I do think there's value to some of those. And yeah, 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 100%. That's why, like, I kind of want to go through them. Let's do it. Go for a walk. I'm like, okay, sure. If I have time to right, go for a walk, right. that is helpful. Yeah. But <laughs> most people don't have time just to get up and go for a walk. And granted, that maybe that could be part of the problem. Exactly. You know? Yes. Soak in a warm bath. I, I have, I bathe with my kids because that's like time together. And also we could like do my bath and their bath in one. Let's get clean together. <laughs> like in the tub. Yeah. And it's, it is actually really, it's like fun family time for us. For you. I've seen so, it happen. I'm like, this is, does not look, this looks like for me, that looks stressful. See, yeah. there you go. I yeah. mean like whatever works. Me, I really don't feel like getting myself into a bubble bath with like bath salts. And yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, I'll just be stressed about everything I have to do. Again, this is part of the problem. Yes, that's that's a whole other thing. I, I mean, like, I think we're reaching what my problem is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with most society, it's like work. I have to work. I have to do this. I have to be productive. I don't have a problem taking a break, but soaking in a warm bath, I'm like, I probably will never really do that. Yeah. Sunshine? That is nice. Yes. Except when it's really freaking hot. Well, you're in Miami, so it's just scorching unless it's like, you know. Lately, it has been beautiful. I have gone on walks and they are nice. So, you know, there's that. Put on your favorite outfit. I'm going to be super honest about this. I'm going to be super obnoxious, but I totally believe in retail therapy. Not just put on your favorite outfit. Like, actually, I love shopping. I love shopping too. This is so bad. We're giving such bad. Don't follow our advice. This is just We're not saying advice. We're saying what we like, what we do. I know that people are like, oh, I mean, obviously I don't have like any kind of addiction to it, but like, it's fun. It is fun. To go shopping, you know, and especially when you love clothes. So it's not just put on your favorite outfit. I'm like, I want new outfits. I want something new and fresh. People are always like, yeah, money doesn't make you happy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can make more money. I can. Yep. Dance around? No. That's my answer to that. I can dance around. Yeah, you can. Sometimes I'll take a salsa class. Sometimes I'll just dance around my house. Yeah, I've seen that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Watch a funny movie? Yeah. Instead, I watched Don't Look Up about the end of the world. Oh, my God. I did. I started to watch that. It is kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Actually, it is. But I I haven't finished watching it. It's dark humor. Do something creative. Here's where I'm like, um, that's my job. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I think you need yes. to find something else that gives you, or not. I feel like, yeah, well, a phone a friend. I hate the phone so much. I hate calling people. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. I don't. I actually don't love being on the phone for too long either. And I'm a, I'm a super talker. You know, I'm a bit mm-hmm. of a parrot, but only when I feel like it. Yeah, it's like not like I'm not a big phone person. Actually, I yeah. much rather but, whenever if someone comes over, we can talk for hours, or whatever. But yeah, the whole phone thing. I'm like, I know. But the point is connection, right? Like yes. connect with someone. Yeah. And then spend some time gardening. Honestly, gardening reminds me of the pandemic now because I did so much gardening and baking mm. of bread and I'm sure I'm not the only one <laughs> that like uh, gardening right now reminds me of the pandemic. So I don't want to do it. But, you know, I, I nice. live in an apartment and I would love to have a little garden and do that. But it's work and, it, and I'm kind of up and down about that. Sometimes I feel like it. Sometimes I don't. So I don't think like a full garden would be realistic for me either. But right now with the dog and the kids and everything, I feel overwhelmed <laughs> and it doesn't make me relax because then I'm like, what if? The plant. Oh my god, they're not they're gonna not knock down enough. the flower pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's too much right now. But it could yeah. be very relaxing or at it's least true. it's nice to see 
something bloom and grow that you planted you know it's like yeah. very fulfilling in that way but it is work i think that's part of it because i'm gonna get to another list in a second that is actually approved by a doctor mm. there's things from this list that then when parsed into like the list that the doctor approves you're like uh-huh well i think what they're saying there's exercise is part of this um, thing you know what i mean and like getting physically into something which i think is very important yes drinking a cup of tea i'm like mm, give me yeah. a glass of champagne yeah give me wine again this is not what you should do this is literally just our responses <laughs> I, I do drink tea sometimes because i do love a warm cup of tea yes but I do drink wine. Yes. More than I drink tea. <laughs> I drink champagne and bad beer. Yeah. Ooh, That's yeah. my... Jonathan can't deal with you and me drinking... Ultralight. Because Jonathan is a super beer snob. So yeah. he likes good beer. And it's usually that like thick, very bitter stuff. Yeah. Well, right now I'm drinking like a grapefruit seltzer. Oh my God. Well, I'll drink like a Bud Light lime or something. He's like, you're gross. Oh. No, but this is non-alcoholic. No, I know. One. I was just talking about like too, the light grows a little beers. early. No, no, no. I'm not yeah. talking about right now. So yes, sometimes, you know, there's some teas that are good. Whatever. <laughs> Keep a journal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Drink your tea. Huh? <laughs> uh, keep a journal. Again, I write for a living. So I will say that it is true. When you're just writing and letting yourself write something and not actually having time for reflection, it's different. Like sometimes I write wishless or reflecting on things and that's a different kind of writing and obviously I think that's what they mean and in the end I do feel better I used to write in journals so much more but then I think why and it's like yeah because I didn't have like I was young and I had time to sit there and write it but you really should we I think we all should yeah. make time every day to just sit and either sit quietly or write yeah. just for like 20 minutes a day yeah I mean even some of my songwriting I mean I, I looked back for this EP, I like looked back at all my because I keep them. I have like a lot of old journals from college. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 How about do something nice for someone else? I'm like, okay. No, that's yep. that's it feels good. It, yeah, you feel better. It, mm -hmm. You really do. I mean, yeah. Okay. Exercise. That's I'm being such a for me, I think exercise is super important super important yeah lately because i'm a bit of a like up and down roller coaster with that sometimes i'm on the wagon sometimes i'm not but i've really tried to be consistent lately yeah i see i feel a big difference oh my god i feel i'm in a much better mood for the most me too. part i get cranky yep. as heck if i don't have because to me especially me because i'm home all the time and i don't have help with the kids and I, it's like uh, and the dog and the, 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 the i that's my time that's like my meditation time. Yeah. It's no, like, I think that that's a real thing. Yeah. But I also think it's like about getting the body going. Exactly. It not only like makes you feel less anxious, it also makes you stronger and gives you more energy and then you feel better and then you're in a better mood and then you feel yeah. like you look better and then you dress better and everything just kind of, yeah. you know, I think exercise is super important. And I feel like your thoughts are different when you're exercising, yes. you know, and like, it does feel like you're like oxygenating your brain. But that's a biological scientific thing. Like, you know, it, yeah. it means yeah. it's good for your brain. Here's a good one. I think actually take a break. I think that that's real. Yes. Well, you have a problem with that. Well, I'm going on a little mini vacay next week. Thank God. To somewhere else, another state. I really, really do believe that. I remember at the end of a, a really intense rehearsal process that led into like a really intense show, I went to, I was like, Iggs, we have to go somewhere. I need a break. I need to like get out of here. Yeah, like yeah. we need to just go 
somewhere where I can just sleep. You know what I mean? Like the next morning and there's not like children literally opening up my eyeballs like this, you know? <laughs> or a dog barking. <laughs> That's my alarm clock. Yeah. So I did that and I we went to like for two days to Cartagena's to uh Colombia because it's super close to here and actually really cheap. I thought that was nuts though. You're literally going to leave the country for two days and come right back? It was less flying time, less money, less everything, meaning the flight, we're, we're so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's cheaper than going to California. How long is the flight? It was super close. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, and then the last one is drink more water, which, you know, your needs have to be met. I get it. Yes. And then you're dehydrated and your throat is dry. <laughs> uh. I don't know if drinking more water will take away your depression, but... I, I'm not sure, but it'll make you feel <laughs> hydrated. Yeah. There are little things that we can do for ourselves every day that yeah. can help with that. You know, I really do. And we all get into that. We all get sucked into our phones, right? Yeah. I'm really trying not to do that. Sometimes I'll just put it to charge for like an hour or two and not even look at it. Yeah. It's hard because I look at the phone not only because like if mom calls or, you know, some, I like to be connected yeah, but it's not so much only social media. Even at night, I think at night I'm really trying not to look at it at night. And actually, there's another study I read with the whole like uh, if you don't look at it before going to bed, I think I don't know. You wake up happier. Like a nine percent. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. You sleep better. You you wake up happier, and you have less anxiety. Yeah, it's like watching TV before bed. You know. Yeah, but I love watching. TV before bed because that's the only time I, I have to watch my own thing that's not like Peppa and and well can I say something fun about Peppa yeah actually it's not Peppa it's Bluey but it includes Peppa I love Bluey so yesterday for some reason I was asking exactly so for those of you uh, you know with children um with kids or you know aunties or whatever that know kids that watch TV kids TV I was asking Taika for some reason I'm like why am I asking this question but I was like which family do you like the best do you like Peppa's family or Bluey's family or um Max and Ruby's family and he's like Bluey's family and I was like why? And he's like, because Bluey's family is like us. And I was like, oh my Aww. God, I have never felt more proud and happy to be an Australian blue dog. Well, those parents sometimes make me feel bad as a parent because I'm like, those are some awesome parents. That's why I'm like, Bluey has the best parents. Totally. They're super funny. Guys, this is like a funny show. They deal with like real life things. Yeah. But in such a funny childlike and funny way. And I have legit shed a tear or two during a Bluey. Oh my God. The the space episode is amazing. The dream. Lily calls it the beautiful episode. The beautiful episode. Oh. Yeah, that's what she calls I it. I can't. I just love that now Taika has certain words in his. He's like, oh, don't be a cheeky daddy. <laughs> to, to Iggs, he tells him that all the time. He goes, oh, Poppy, don't be a cheeky daddy. That's so like, adorable okay. and funny. I love Bluey. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all of that joking aside, I then went down to look for a list that was vetted. And this one is vetted by an MD. And it's there's not it's like, you know, we made fun of that first list a lot. But there's things in that first list that resonate in this one, except that it's it's um, more specific. And so it says, aim for 30 minutes of moderately intense exercise most days of the week and add vigorous exercise if you're able to do so. So that idea of pumping like your blood and getting the your heart moving and your body, I, that's real. Yes. My physician said it's actually, it's really good for you. Do like a 20 minute high intensity workout. 
if you don't have yeah. an hour. It's actually yeah. just as a, more effective, a shorter, more intense workout. If, yeah. by the way, guys, if your doctor says you can, because some people have heart issues Correct. or go for the walk or go for the hike or go for a jog whatever whatever's possible but yes go on avoid alcohol and illegal drugs so you know don't pay attention to to what to i said about drinking. exchanging <laughs> champagne exchanging your tea for champagne <laughs> i guess you know keep the tea so avoid alcohol and illegal drugs i'm glad we're both good on the avoiding illegal drugs yes we're really good at that yes we are we avoid them really well. Be sure that you are taking your medications correctly. So, you know, this is if you do have them, make sure that you actually are doing that. Eat a varied and nutritious diet. I think that's also true. Yes. The nutrition is important. I don't know if this happens to you, but like, well, it's like hangry. That well, that word exists well, for a reason. I, I have to eat. But it's it's a need, you know, and I think that when yeah. when we are filling our bodies with Ugh. For example, like on a daily, I usually eat very, very healthy, but I cheat all the time. And like yesterday, it was Lily's birthday. I ate all like croqueta and like yeah. tons of cake. That can also be joyful. Totally in the moment. But then this morning, yeah. I didn't feel so joyful. I felt like very <laughs> icky because I didn't eat like vegetables yesterday. And to yeah. me personally, that affects me. Yeah. But I don't believe in the whole like, I'm never going to eat cake. No, because that's depressing. To me, that's super depressing. I'm never going to eat bread again. You know, you should all listen to our food episode that me and mom did when you weren't here. That was about all of that. That was a good one. I missed that it. That was a good one. I like that one. Find things that you enjoy. Speaking of going, like if you want to enjoy a cake one day and you know you're, you can, do it. If you want to go for a bike ride and you know, all those things, I think joy is really, really important. And I think what's what kind of makes us feel like whatever about the first list is, is like dictating things that might be joyful, but like everybody has their own joy. So, um, hundred percent, as long as it's good for you and you're not hurting yourself, as long as you're avoiding illegal drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. This is real. After this, I went into this like cycle of looking things up about this, but it's true. And I do find it real. Uh, get enough sleep. Mm, I worry about you with that. And yeah. mom. Yeah. I used to sleep a lot less. I sleep better now well not less um, i mean with kids it's hard to sleep too right but yes i've been trying to go to sleep earlier because you know with kids you, you're gonna get up early no matter what no matter how yeah. late you go to sleep but sleep it's a dangerous thing when you don't get sleep for your brain for your it body really it's really it messes with your mind yeah yeah it's really not good my mom gets like major like insomnia and i yeah i know see her sitting up in her chair like a creep in the middle of the night when i get I up know, and i'm bad. like mom go to sleep but stop reading or getting on the phone or like just go lay down. I know. I know. She's like a child like that. Oh my God. Seek out people for people or friends who are positive. I think this is also important. Like with if you're with a bunch of Debbie Downers, you're not going to be happy. That is a big problem. And I think the older you get, you tend to stay away from that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I think the older you get, you're like, oh, I don't want to hang out with you that much because you're just mm -hmm. always talking about negative shit or you're just, yeah. you're, you're a mess and then you like being a mess or misery loves company. Right. So yeah. the older you get, you realize that that kind of drama is really just doesn't serve you. You're like, bye. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just can't yeah. be friends with you every day. So having talked about all that, I think we can come to the conclusion that the feeling that we have about this like low grade depression going around is real. A hundred percent. We're talking about mild, right? Like we're talking about how to get yourself out of a funk to a certain degree. Obviously, if there's feelings that are, I mean, you, there's also going to see, to see someone, there's therapy, there's all kinds of things. Um, I'm 
a big believer in therapy. Yeah. And, you know, going in for tune-ups every time you need them. Do you know that I've never gone to therapy? Ever. Jesus. I've never had a therapy session. Oh my God. Well, you're pretty, you're pretty put together. I feel like if I really needed it, I would go. I just don't feel like right now I, it's like a thing, but I do feel like I need more time for myself. Yeah. I have to do something. Yeah. I have gone to therapy for sure. There was a moment in my life where I went weekly. And then after that, when I felt like, oh, okay, I have, it's not, it's not solved that problem that was leading, but you know, you, you're dealing with something and then you've learned and give, you've been given the tools now. Now you know how to deal with it. Well, it forces you to deal with it. Yeah. And then after that, it was just like, you know, like I said, tune-ups. Tune-ups, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's great and super important. I'm not saying... No, I know, I know. I, I just really surprised myself when I thought about that the other day. I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever been in a therapy session. I think yeah. everyone needs it. I think it would be great for everyone. Yeah. Um, we all have things that we don't even know subconsciously, like, you know, affect us from our past or, yeah. uh, how, how, you know, just anything. Yeah. But yeah, um, go seek help if you need help and... I would love to get feedback on like what 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 do, what other people do. What do people do to relieve stress and anxiety and depression? Yeah. Well, people can reach out to us anytime um, yeah. on our never the empty nest at Gmail. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably enough for today. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Let's go do some of this. Let's go take a walk. Well, I worked out this morning, so check. I might take my next meeting outside and get some sun. Sunshine literally just makes you happier. And now that the, both kids are in school, which just happened last week, um, it's very strange for me. Yeah. Uh, although now I have a third child, a puppy, but it's different. I can, you know, crate her and Manage. leave yeah. for two hours. You know, I'm like, oh, I just want to like go to a, like the mall. <laughs> like, and I mean like, you know, a nice outdoor mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where California I can walk around. One. California mm -hmm. Mall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like get a latte and walk around and get some sunshine. Every, everybody needs some of that. Yeah. Anyway. And go look at pretty clothes. You know what I do too, by the way? Okay, really quick. Zillow.com. Why do I, I love looking at houses. Yeah. We House shopping is nice. House shopping is fun. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for today. And we hope that you join us next week for a more cheerful... <laughs> Well, these are things, it's not as fun, but it, it needs to be talked about. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and not only that, I mean, we are, everything is a representation of the moment you're in, you know? And I feel like we're in this moment right now. Uh, see you next week. See you next week. Have a good day. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll be here to cheer you on That's a mother's All of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again.